0: Alright, we're recording. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Spectrum Talk. I'm your host, Colby Stamport, otherwise known as the Autistic Cowboy, yada, yada, yada. Same shit, A different day, though I've skipped, like, what is this? supposed to be weekly. It's two weeks now. Got busy. You know, It's And then tired. And then busy again. And then more tired. Just keeps happening. Just gave blood, or not gave blood, I got blood work done. Uh, to see some shit. Gonna get that antibodies thing back, see if I had the virus. Then not everybody who has the virus gets antibodies and yada yada yada, some bullshit. I don't know, I had to give, I had to get blood work done to get some medication refilled and to see if my body is dying for some strange reason. Because I'm having some heart issues that are, uh, fun, for lack of a better word. Um... If I had the virus that could explain it, and that's just scarring or whatever, and I can get over that. But uh it's definitely not just me being a little chubby because it wouldn't have deteriorated that fast. Um so that's uh I'm a little young little young to be having heart issues. But that's fun. That's always fun shit. Another fun thing Oh, a lot of, <laughs> on the less serious side. So Best Buy was supposed to have a restocks PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Now I'm going after the PlayStation. I mean, the fuck. Fuck. Wow. God damn it, Sony. I'm going after the Xbox. I really want an Xbox Series X. I really, really want one. Yeah, Sony's probably going to have the better exclusives, though I don't know. I don't know. The only exclusive we got is Demon Souls, and that's a remake. It's a great game. All the other stuff is on PS4 and also on PC. Book snacks is on fucking PC. How'd that fucking happen? But let's see, we got um. I'm taking these damn things off because the of glare. But we got but the one exclusive that you can get right now. So that's not really that not really that big of a deal much of a reason to get the ps5 i have to edit the properties i gotta turn off the backlight or off the uh where is it okay they're not gonna let me mess with the properties i need to turn off the what was it low light compensation there you go thank you all right That's weird about my glasses Mainly because I can't see. I got all this red shit on my nose because cause of the cold. Put my glasses back on so I can see. Because I can't see anything. Um, what was I saying? Saying something. Oh, yeah. Best Buy is supposed to have a restock of the consoles. And I'm going after the Xbox because I have most of my stuff on the Xbox. And Game Pass is a great deal. Can't pass it up. There's not really much to play on the PlayStation 5. So. I was gonna wait. I do want to test out that controller, but apparently this restock was supposed to go live sometime around 8 a.m. It's currently 11:39 a.m. Central Time. The restock has not gone live, at least not in Texas, it's, and it's online only. I've seen very few people actually been able to add it to cart. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. That's some shit. Sometime after 8 a.m. Definitely sometime. I mean, 2021 is sometime after 8 a.m. But I don't know. I I, I don't know anymore. It's it's starting to itch. My face is red. I want one. I really, really want one. do not necessarily need it. Though it would probably give me a little bit of an edge in the Call of Duty multiplayer arena. But, and I can make some good content out of it, make an unboxing stream, video, shit like that. So, you know, write it off of my taxes. (laughs) But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Best Buy. As far as I know, no one's been able to actually buy anything. That's strange. (laughs) How how far is it gonna get before they it, it goes live? I'm I'm really I'm really uh, interested to see what the hell is gonna happen here. <sighs> I don't know. Fucking Best Buy. Guess I'm not gonna get that for Christmas. And I need it so I can play my new 007 game and my new Perfect Dark game. We're getting so I forgot to talk about that last time I did one of these. I was like, "Oh, there's no news," and I don't know if I if it came out before that or after. But I was like, "Oh, there's no news." I forgot to talk about the 007 game. I'm the biggest fucking 007 fan on the earth. I O the creators of Hitman are making a freaking 007 game, and I forgot to talk about it. Now this thing's probably not coming out for a while, like 2022 earliest, because Hitman 3 hasn't come out yet, and that's what they're currently working on. So I wouldn't expect it for a long time, but we're getting to a 007 game. Um, it's weird that I'm kind of upset that it's going to be a third person, I assume. Has IO ever made a first person shooter? I don't think so. I mean, there's been some first person stuff in the Hitman games, but nothing that I can really think of. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess they haven't. So I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting uh first person first first uh, fuck, an FPS with a multiplayer. Multiplayer will be sad, because while it's not, you know, the most spy thing in the world, doesn't really have anything to do with espionage, James Bond games are known for their badass multiplayer. One of the most renowned, besides Golden Eye, is Nightfire, and that's probably the only reason that game is renowned because its campaign's not good. I've played that game recently. That game's not good. That game does not hold up at all. It's not that fun to play, and as it goes on, it gets worse. Agent Under Fire, still great. Everything or Nothing, still great. From Russia With Love, a little weird, but still great. Nightfire does not hold up. Um, I kind of want to go back to GoldenEye. I know it's going to be weird with the controls, but I, I'd assume it would still hold up decently well. I know GoldenEye Reloaded, or not Reloaded, the remake of GoldenEye for the Wii is good. I never played the 360 version. I would assume it's good. It's just the 360 port. It looks better. I know the multiplayer was fantastic. I'd love to get that up and running again someday. Because it's got split screen. I just got to have... Well, I don't know if the 360 version has split screen. You would assume... But I know the Wii version did, which that was a pain in the ass to do cuz you got to have all the nunchucks and you got to be so far apart cuz the damn sensor It's so fun as hell. But yeah, I wonder I, they said it's going to be like a origin story, so I wonder what the hell that means. Um how far back? Cuz we've we only really have Casino Royale and that only is like James Bond right up to the moment it's like he becomes 007 and that's your origin. And then it's his first mission as being a double O we don't really know anything before that we know some things we haven't seen it so I wonder how big it's going to be what concerns me though is IO they're not um, they're not the best at storytelling they can I believe their biggest attempt was with Absolution. Um, which I liked, but a lot of the characters were stupid. Whatever, but it kind of played like a James Bond game. Um, but that's what worries me: is if we get something subpar, because the Hitman games, at least what I've played, it's not the big. They're not there for the story; it's to have this huge level to you to go fuck around in and be Hitman. There's kind of an overarching story, but it's not all that present. So um, I don't know how that's gonna work with Bond. It seems like it's get match made in heaven, but I don't know. I kind of want the Tomb Raider guys to do it. Uh, Crystal Dynamics, but they're busy dealing with the Avengers fiasco. Um, that game apparently has lost a shit ton of money, which makes me sad. I know it was unfinished, but I was hoping that it would get a sequel. Because I think if they put a bunch of money and time and got Square Enix and said listen guys this is what we need to actually make the game It's how long we need we got the basis, we know we made it unfinished but that was the hardest fucking part to do was to figure out what this game is now that we got it figured out, we can build upon that it doesn't look like they're going to be able to build upon it but I might be surprised maybe Square would be like alright we knew this was going to fail so here you go, here's your second chance I mean it, I I really, want it because, I really want a sequel to that because I think a sequel would do very well Um, And the story for Avengers is good, but the the game is just broken. The gameplay is good. Um, For certain characters, Iron Man, terrible. I hate Iron Man. Iron Man, you would think, would be the funnest one to play. He is not, not even close. The funnest one to play is Captain America, uh, followed by Black Widow, followed by Miss Marvel. Everybody else but Iron Man is kind of interchangeable, but it's just a a power gap Iron Man. Iron Man's so bad in that game. He feels terrible to fly. His fucking abilities suck. Everybody else has some range. I didn't really like Hulk, but he, he was better than Iron Man. Thor had a bit of a learning curve, and once I got that learning curve, I liked him. Kamala Khan's great, and then Black Widow and Captain America's just so damn good. That with a sequel, if they were able to correct uh, a lot of the issues, which the issues they had were the game just being broken, it just being unfinished. That's the game's biggest issue at the moment, and of course, it not really having any in game content, despite it's supposed to be this like game that's supposed to last forever, like a Destiny. Except Destiny never figured out that formula, Destiny su- is successful in spite of itself. Which is something I don't think people really understand. Destiny should not be a success. Destiny is a success because it's addictive. People have found something in it that is addictive, and it has to do with its great gunplay. I don't like Destiny. Didn't like Destiny. Played throughout the entire game. Hated it. I was like, it's some of the best gunplay ever. Don't like this game. Don't like the multiplayer. I actively despise the multiplayer. Didn't like, the, didn't like anything about it. Well, but it got better after that. I don't care. I was year one Destiny. I got burned. Wasn't playing it again. Destiny 2 came out. Gave it a shot. Never finished it. Hated it. Like, what am I, I going to do at that point in time? But it was a successful in spite of itself because for those who liked the, the grind and shit, it worked. But even then, it's not as big of a moneymaker as people make it, make it out to be. Now they've gotten separated from Activision, things are getting a little bit better, but Destiny was, is not something I would want to copy. Its success is something I want to copy, but it's more like dumb luck. If you want to copy something, something like Destiny, and it makes money, you copy Gotcha. The Gotcha games, little slot machine, pachinko bullshit, that addictive, you know, it gets people addicted to it, so they keep spending money, which is part of what Destiny has that works. Because it sure as hell ain't it's story or characters. I mean, think about it. We had one guy that people really liked, and that was it, and then they they killed him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that really had to do with Nathan Fillion voicing the guy, but... He, that the, Both those games are so fucked up and are such a mess that Bungie is trying to damage control all the time and trying to make their own game now that the reins have been taken off by activision since they bought themselves out of their contract but avengers trying to copy that model is not a very good model to copy because it's working in spite of itself however if they got a chance at a sequel or whatever the hell they're going to do with the next gen versions because there is no next gen version right now they're still working on it um, and some people are speculating, I uh, remember Angry's Pat from Castle superpiece speculated that they're going to do a soft relaunch. Same game, but it's going to be actually done, which would seem to make sense since they don't have any next-gen version. You could play it on the next-gen systems, but it's still the broken-ass mess that it is. They're going to have a different game, or a finished game, come uh, whenever the hell they're going to release it. And they just had some DLC, now you can play as Kate Bishop, which is cool, but I don't care, because I'm done, I, done, I played the story, and it was great, and I loved it. I really loved the story. Um, it was one of the best climaxes in video games. Straight up, it goes hard, and I wish the game had been finished, because I think would uh, I think it would have made its money back, but it's sad to see that it's not making its money back, and they're probably... Going to be in the Square Enix holes or the mines for a while trying to make that money back. But I would have liked to see Crystal Dynamics do a James Bond game because I love what they did with uh, the, spinner, uh, the Spinner Cell. Jesus. They could make a good Spinner Cell game uh, with Tomb Raider. So, who were the guys that did. Uh... There's another studio that started doing Tomb Raider. They did the last one. It wasn't Crystal Dynamics? can't remember but they could probably do it but but i owe the hitman stuff like the actual like to doing the detective work and finding stuff out and getting your targets and your kills that's great for james bond except bond doesn't always kill people that's not exactly his job that's cool but you got to marry it with you know the other shit of james bond like a good story so i'm kind of i'm i'm a little wary of it it's cool but it's and i'm i'm so glad we're getting a new james bond game bond skipped an entire video game generation so i'm glad that he's back but i don't know what this game's gonna be most positive it's going to be a third person game um and that can be good the last third person bond game was great bloodstone if you find a copy of it on 360 play it it's should be cheap as hell um it's a lot of fun a lot of fun um so it's not uh, exactly that I'm against third-person Bond games. It's just I grew up with James Bond give video games, and they were first-person shooters, and you know, playing GoldenEye, Friends, and shit like that. Like that—that's what I remember. And not just GoldenEye, but the World is Not Enough, which is a great Bond game that no one talks about. Only on the N64. The PS1 version sucks. <laughs> no, the P- the Nintendo 64 version. Of the world is not enough. It's fantastic. Campaign wise. The multiplayer. I didn't play a lot of multiplayer. So I don't know. Tomorrow Never Dies is not good. And that's probably where my distaste. Every time I see third person bond comes from. Is because Tomorrow Never Dies is not good. Um, I'd like to go back and revisit it. But it's a third person shooter on the PS1. It works about as well as you would think. It wants to be siphon Filter so bad. And it doesn't. It doesn't ever become a siphon filter, but you and Boxy Pierce Brosnan uh, do some shit from the movies. At least I think the environments don't really look a lot like the movies. It's really hard to place, and I don't know if it's because I'm not as familiar with that movie or if the game is kind of not. It's like, the environment sort of, look, we're in a club, maybe. I don't know. Um, It's kind of weird, but for whatever, or not for whatever, for Whatever happens, I, I hope the game's good. And um, though I'm not expecting it to come out for a few years. If it comes out this year, I'm be, or not this year, but 2021, I'll be very, very surprised. Because it just got announced and they haven't released Hitman 3. Uh, also, I don't want it to have a very quick turnaround. I want them to spend their time on this Bond game. Yeah, does it suck that I'm going to have to wait on it? Yeah. But I want... I really, really want to, um, I've lost my train of thought. I want this, I want this game to be good. Though part of me is wondering if this was supposed to be announced earlier. Because it got announced randomly. It's like, we're making a Bond game. There's no gameplay or anything. It was just a little video. Um, but Ion owns the rights. Um, when it comes to video games, I kind of don't care a whole lot. Um, they kind of let people do whatever they want with with video games but what they do and they do this really well is out when they let people make video games they have licenses they're a, they usually lend or get the actors uh into the process bloodstone has Judy Dench and Daniel Craig in it I don't know if any of the other cast was in that game I know Felix wasn't in it but they usually got everybody they got Daniel Craig for Goldeneye which was a remake of the of a fucking the movie for one and they got him to do the remake they also got him in for quantum assaults to do some more dialogue um along with everybody else and part of that's probably because greg just say, or greg craig <laughs> daniel craig the stand the uh, greg the stand-in no that that craig seems to be uh just up for anything and really easy to work with but and then uh, judy dench is a working actor so she's always up to, up for shit. But a lot of people are kind of apprehensive to video games or other work that they're not as familiar with. Voice work or voice, uh, voice acting is a lot different than just regular acting. There's not as much to go off of, and it takes a lot more talent. Um, in certain areas, voice actors probably couldn't go and just walk on stage and be just as good as there might be too much to work with. It all depends. Though you can get some people that are well-rounded and can do both very, very well. Um, Pierce Brosnan did pretty well when he came in for Everything or Nothing. It is not him a Nightfire. They picked a guy who sounds absolutely nothing. He's not even doing Pierce Brosnan impression. He sounds nothing like him. He sounds about as much as Pierce Bro- as Pierce Brosnan as I do. Um, I don't know why they didn't just make it a different Bond like they did in Agent Under Fire, who was just a made-up Bond, like he's not based off an actor. It was really originally supposed to be Roger Moore, but he had a scheduling conflict to do it. Um, that would have been cool. But didn't happen. So they got the new, this made-up Bond. is this guy we created. That would have been cool, which apparently, if I had to guess, this is what's going to happen with this new Bond game. I have a lot to talk about old news. But what's not old news, well, I guess it is, is at the Game Awards, I watched that whole four-hour thing. Something I announced pretty damn early in the show, because it was kind of a big dick swinging move that I thought would have been saved for the end of it. What got saved for the end was kind of confusing. Um, Perfect Dark is back, and I'm so excited. And that trailer, I never saw it coming. I was like, man, what is this? Oh, the initiative. Oh, that's Microsoft's new, like, quadruple A studio. Oh, man, I wonder what they're doing. Eco sci-fi, what the does that mean oh man this looks so cool comes up there pans up and then i see i see the pistol the pistol gave it away and i was like wait a minute is that is that the pistol and then i see a woman i'm like no and then it says agent dark and we're like this I, I screamed i said that's fucking perfect dart and then it, <laughs> it showed the title which is interesting about that title is it's not blue it's red why is this interesting? Because in the last two Perfect Dark games... Yes, there were two. I know we like to forget about Zero. It's all been blue. Blue is kind of her color. But this is red. So it's making me wonder, is this a sequel? Is this a reboot? Is this a remake? Is this a completely just... Has nothing to do with them motherfucking games? Because Perfect Dark Zero was a prequel to Perfect Dark. Um, which is weird. Because a lot of the cool shit that happens in Perfect Dark that you would like to continue... It's not present in the prequel because the prequel doesn't have any of the well, hold on. It's been a long time since I've played Zero. But I don't remember aliens. Because in perfect and perfect dark, there's aliens and shit, and it's really cool. It's not just your regular spy shit. It's like this is bigger than you could ever imagine. And like, bullshit. I've been around and it's like aliens. And you're like, fuck, okay. I was not I not see that kid. His name's Elvis, and he's like buddies with the president. Okay. Oh, you're right. This is bigger than I thought. Now you got to go to this alien planet and blow up the queen or some bullshit. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> Perfect Dark Zero is. I remember some robots. I don't. I don't know. I should probably load that up on Rare Replay and play it because I have. I honestly have no idea. But um, I'm I'm very very excited for this. I've. We're getting. We're getting a James Bond game again, which skipped an entire generation. And another Perfect Dark game. It's like the N64 generation. We're getting Bond and fucking... And uh, Perfect Dark? Fuck yeah. So you know what would have been cooler? If it said the initiative. And it was like eco-sci-fi. And you saw the initiative and it panned out and it was that dude from Jet Force Gemini. <laughs> How many people would have been confused like 30 people would have lost their goddamn mind. I'd have been one of them. And then everybody else in the world being like, "Who is that? Who's what's Jet Force?" Jet Force Gemini is an amazing game um with some weird ass controls. I don't recommend. Well, don't play it with the new controls cuz I've actually heard they're worse. You can play it in rare rare replay or if you're lucky enough to have a cartridge or emulator or whatever, you can play it on the N64 controller. The controls are still weird regardless. <laughs> oh my goodness, I cannot breathe through my nose. Um, they're weird regardless, but that's not the reason the game isn't fondly remembered. The game is not fondly remembered because you'll get three quarters of th- with that uh through that entire game. And as you go through, there are like these tribals, like the little citizens of this planet that's being taken over by the ant people, whatever the hell their name is. And you can save some of them. You can accidentally kill a bunch of them. Um, and whatnot, but a lot of them are hidden. You don't just run into. You have to go find them. But it being a rare game, you think it's just collectibles. So you don't necessarily need all the collectibles to finish a rare game, do you? Usually, no. But you get three quarters of the way through, and the game stops you and goes, hey, if you want to finish this badass journey, you have to go back and collect all of the tribals that you missed. Okay? Which you first, first, you think, Okay. Doesn't seem like that big of a deal. How many are there? 282. Fuck this game. <laughs> Most people did not finish that game because they got to that part. And it said that and they went, are you fucking for real? And they just they threw the controller down and never played it again. And then put in Donkey Kong 64. Rare made a lot of Nintendo games. Uh, I don't, I never played Donkey Kong 64, but I have a fond memory of it for some reason, despite never playing it. I don't know why I have a fond memory of it. Um, I know it's weird, but man, perfect dart. I want other Jet Force Gemini. So bad. Just Jet Force Gemini 2, because it had such a cool idea, and there were a bunch of neat weapons, and... Um, just, there was something about that game that I, I really, really loved, and I, I'd like to see it done again, just without the bullshit controls and weird progression blockings. Fetch quest, collect thon bullshit. Oh, man, the chicken I ate earlier was trying to kill me, but, you know, I don't know. I want another Jet Force Gemini, but we're getting another Perfect Dark, so I'm okay. I'm pretty sure we're not getting Donkey Kong 64 too, so Perfect Dark's as close as it's going to get, so I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. It's got to be weird for Rare to see someone else do their game. Like, I know they did Donkey Kong Country, but Donkey Kong wasn't their baby. That was Nintendo, and Nintendo went, here, you make one, and they made Donkey Kong Country, and they kind of perfected it in the sequel, and they were like, no one can make Donkey Kong Country like us, and then they made Donkey Kong Country 3, and no one really liked it. <laughs> and then, uh, then they went and fucked off into did their shit. And then Retro comes out of nowhere after making three of the best first-person shooters ever made, and some of the three highest-rated Nintendo games ever made in the Metroid Prime trilogy. And they go, we can make a better Donkey Kong game, but first, let's learn how to make one. They make Donkey Kong Country Returns, which is awesome and then they make donkey kong country tropical freeze which is one of the highest rated platformers of all time rare's got to feel like shit because they haven't really done a whole lot 20 years and retro has just been banger after fucking banger retro's so good that they tried to give away metroid prime let's let another developer do it let's let them put their stuff on it and they'll make metroid prime 4 and they failed and retro went okay give us the baby back We'll put whatever our stupid secret bullshit we've been working on for like 15 years over in the corner, and we'll go fix Metroid Prime 4. Still don't know what they're working on. They've been working on something else. They're not... They have not just been sitting and waiting. They've been working on something for a while. A lot of people have speculated that some... That it's either, um... Oh, what was it? Some kind of Star Fox kart racer? Which... I don't know if that sounds good, because to me, it's like, how is that different than one, any other kart racer, and two, Mario Kart, and would Nintendo even be down for that? Why wouldn't they just be like, we'll just put Fox McCloud in the next Mario Kart? Now, that would be pretty neat. Mario Kart 9 gets announced, and it's made by Retro, and it's like, this ain't your granddaddy's Mario Kart, motherfucker. That'd be neat. Uh, The other one, the idea was, um, what is it? What's the name of the game? Captain Falcon's in it. Uh, Oh, man, I feel fucking stupid. I know the last one was called GX. What's it called? Fuck it, we gotta look it up. What is it what is it what's it what's the stupid game called i gotta type in captain falcon no i don't want his framed f-zero it's f-zero that was the other uh, idea floating around they're making an f-zero game which would be different they have jumped around and made three different that'd be the th- uh yeah if, if they're making f-zero or even this weird kart racer bullshit they will have made three different types of games Their first three, first three being a company, by the way, down in Austin, Texas, created by a guy who you would not believe started one of the most successful studios in video games, um, because he literally got caught by Nintendo in a hot tub full of cocaine and hookers, um, and then got ousted from his very own studio, to which he would go and make the guy game, which then got taken off store shelves, and then investigated by the FBI of suspected suspected child pornography. Now, granted, granted, while the game was pretty sleazy, it's all about answering questions to see boobs, uh, pretty sleazy, they didn't do it on purpose. Now, granted, they uh, probably should have uh, did a much thorough background check instead of just asking drunk people what their age was. Of course, when you go to ask someone who was Obviously, drinking in public and put a camera in their face, they're going to tell you whatever the legal age was, which is 21. Then they come to find out that some of the people whose breasts they put in the video game were 16 and 17 years old. Oh my God. You couldn't, you couldn't, motherfucker. But, 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 they got lied to. That's not their fault. What's their fault is they didn't do a little more research. But this guy, this idiot whose name I cannot remember, who has apparently disappeared, the cocaine hooker's guy, the dude bro of dude bros, created Retro Studios in Austin, Texas. Which has become one of the most prolific video game developers of all time, because their very first out-of-the-gate game was Metroid Prime. A revolutionary take on the Metroid series that even Nintendo wasn't sure about, but Nintendo didn't, hasn't known what to do with Metroid, since, what, 94? <laughs> they haven't known what to do with Metroid in forever. And they did it, and it became world-renowned. Then they made two sequels, which were also world-renowned. I took a break. Donkey Kong Country Returns, the best one since Donkey Kong Country. Then Tropical Freeze, best, probably. some people consider it the best platformer ever made. Pretty great track record. But they went from a first-person shooter to a side-scrolling platformer. And now a bracing game, maybe. Or what I'm thinking they're actually doing, since the Star Fox rumor keeps coming up, is they're just making a Star Fox game. And I don't know what the hell that's going to look like. Because Donkey Kong Country is the only one that they've done where they've taken a franchise and decided to make another one of them. It's like, we're going to try to reinvent it a little little bit, but it's still going to be recognizable. It's still going to be Donkey Kong Country. Metroid Prime is not recognizable to Metroid, but when I think Metroid, I think Metroid Prime. I think that is the best of the Metroids. That's Metroid Prime. It's in the name. So when I hear Star Fox, I don't know if they're going to try to make Star Fox 64. In fact, they might think that that's the best that that type of game is going to get. So they're going to make their own game, and that's why it's been taking so long. It's because reinventing the wheel is taking some time. I just don't see it being this weird kart racer thing unless it is um unless it's F-Zero. If it's F-Zero, that's cool. That hasn't been touched since the GameCube. Um, next gen F-Zero game would be beautiful. Uh, Or this gen, because it's going to be on the switch, would be beautiful. I I honestly can't wait to see what the hell that would be. Um, It doesn't have to be retro. It could be anybody, but I want to see another F-Zero game. But I'm thinking it's going to be a Star Fox game, but we're never going to know. Or we'll, we're not going to know soon because they got to finish Metroid. But between Tropical Freeze and then picking up production on Metroid Prime 4, they've been working on something. So what the hell is it? Do I got to go take the hour trip down to Austin, go knock on the office office doors, figure out what the fuck y'all are doing? I mean, no one's probably there, I hope, because of the COVID restrictions. But we live in Texas, so I'm going to guess that there's not many restrictions. It's probably going to be city restrictions because the state don't give a shit. But I I don't know. Whatever they're working on. I mean, Metroid Prime 4 is going to be great. But whatever they're working on besides Metroid Prime, I'm sure is going to be good. I just want to know what it is. If it's Jet Force Gemini (laughs) 2, that would be, they're just, they're just making all Rare shit now. (laughs) [laughs) Banjo-Kazooie! Only on Nintendo Switch and Xbox. We made a deal with Microsoft. How, how... (laughs) That would be something. Because Rare can't make its own games anymore. They mess with their own IP anymore, so it's just other people. So Retro makes a deal with Microsofts like we'll we'll make you that platformer that you need, you desperately need. Um, I mean, they have Ori, but like 3D platformer get you guys well rounded. But it's got to be on the Switch. We got to make Daddy Nintendo, but it will only be available on the Switch and the Xbox, and then Microsoft will be like, all right, cool what you got and it's like and then they just hold up a sign that says Banjo 3 and like okay let's do it motherfuckers let's go Banjo game by Retro would be would be be pretty tits I yep, I'd have to say that'd be pretty great Let's see what else I got uh yeah Mass Effect got announced a a dragon age game which would already been announced but they showed it again and it didn't say dragon age 4 it just said dragon age and i was like that's weird what hmm this seems really weird and then mass effect got announced not mass effect 4 just says mass effect will continue with and you saw liara so what's happening This almost seems like something a company does right before they get sold. It's like, look, we're doing shit. We're we're valuable. Buy us. Except that they're not getting sold. They're owned by EA. EA doesn't sell stuff. They shut things down. So I'm very curious. Now, granted, the first Dragon Age was called Dragon Age Origins. And then you had Dragon Age 2. So I guess if one's called Dragon Age, it hasn't been done yet. Because Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, Dragon Age Inquisition... And now just Dragon Age, because Bioware does not know how to name shit. But Mass Effect had a pretty good track. It was 1, 2, 3, Andromeda, and now whatever the hell this next one's going to be. um, It takes place after Mass Effect 3. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see how they write themselves out of this. Because I did not mind the ending of Mass Effect 3, but it seemed kind of definitive in a lot of ways. Um, and not that you couldn't have a story go after it, because especially in the updated ending where there were multiple paths, all of them ended with Shepard being dead, uh, which is kind of fucking stupid, but none of them really seemed like they had, if you did a game after that, and I always thought it was possible to do a game after that, but if you did, you'd have to pick one. you had to pick an ending because every ending had such drastic consequences. It didn't make it seem like it. But if you actually paid attention to what they were telling you, you couldn't do a game after them that incorporated all of them. It'd be everything would be too different. So, and especially one of the endings is you just tell the guy to fuck off, <laughs> and then he blows up everything. So, though I think that that might be the ending they go with because at the end of that, um, Shepard takes a breath, and you see the the chest plate move. So that's probably going to be the one they go with. Uh, Now, granted, Liara is part of a race that can live for like hundreds of years, so everybody might be long dead. But I doubt, and I mean seriously doubt, that Mass Effect comes back and Shepard's not involved. They want a lot of goodwill. They want to tell people, show people that Mass Effect's still there, still a viable brand, um, get all the fans happy. Shepard being that. Maybe not like. At the beginning, maybe you are playing as somebody else. Maybe you're playing as Liara. That'd be cool. And then you find Shepard. That'd be pretty badass. But I I don't know. It. it Bioware just fired or, or a bunch of people at Bioware just left, so I don't really have a lot of faith in this. And I don't know how long Bioware is going to be around. Which is sad. It's really sad to see that, but it's it's sadly true. Like, I don't know how much longer they got before it's over. Um, and even then, the same people that made those games are not there anymore. Um, and with EA getting worse in some ways. Though, with Star Wars, they got better. Because Fallen Order came out, made a big splash, and they were like, okay. People like good games. <laughs> Go figure. They'll just spend out the ass to buy a good game. Okay. Fuck. Star Wars Squadrons, which is a great game, and it's only $40, and it doesn't try to nickel and dime you. Maybe EA's learned, partially. Or maybe that had to do with Big Daddy Disney showing up and threatening them because that happened. We don't have details on that. We don't know what was said, but we do know phone calls happened, and Disney was reportedly upset with the reception of Battlefront 2 because it made them look bad. had nothing to do with how much money it made or didn't make. It made money, by the way. It had to do with making people look bad. Because once you do with them kind of numbers, it doesn't really matter what you do. It has to do with how you make brands look. And when it looks like a Disney-sanctioned item came out, shit the bed, and made the whole company look bad, didn't look good didn't look good. Because it's one thing if you shit your own bed and look bad. It's like, well, I did that, you know, and there's no one else to blame but me. But if someone goes and shits someone's bed in your name, and you're like, I, hold on, I didn't fucking do that. That's not me. That's not me. Different story. So Disney went and made some phone calls, and oddly enough, after that happened, Battlefront 2 got better. And then Fallen Order came out and was great. Uh, Could have been better, though, if it it, it that game need to be finished, and then, Squadrons is good. I'm wondering, wondering what uh, what happened there. I can't exactly trust EA. I don't know. I do not know. What else got announced? Oh yeah, there was that one. The uh, we got two games that are made by the same people. But, or rather, we got two games that were made uh, by the guys who made two other games that are essentially the same game, but haven't used different titles because they're no longer affiliated with the companies. First game being Back for Blood, which is the Left for Dead game made by Turtle Rock. Turtle Rock made Left for Dead, despite what Valve will have you believe. Turtle Rock's like the only studio that was able to get out from underneath them, um, and they kept their name in the title. They were able to leave Valve and go make other shit that didn't that did not, um, they didn't do well. But they still were able to do it. People know Turtle Rock for Left 4 Dead, unlike the guys who made Portal, and the guys who currently, uh, or currently made Half Life. Alex, it's not a Valve game. It's Campo Santo's game. I got a problem with Valve doing this um, and making it seem like Valve made the game Um, PlayStation has exclusives right? they do they have exclusives and we know they have exclusives who made Spider-Man? did PlayStation make Spider-Man? no Insomniac made Spider-Man made God of War it wasn't PlayStation. Um, a lot of these games... Man, fucking Horizon Zero Dawn. That was really games. Actually, for, I blanked on the studio that made God of, Wars, uh, God, God of War. I uh, completely blanked on that. But Insomniac made Spider-Man. We know these studios. Valve, I watched that trailer. You cannot see the company's name in it for, for Alex. I had to look through the game's credits to see it there. And they talked about the acquisition of Campo Santos, who, who made Firewatch, but to cancel their current game so they could make Half-Life Alex, Yeah, they made that game. Valve gave them really no credit. And that bugs me. It bugs me a lot. Because they do it a lot. Um, because they can't make their own games anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. I, I just... Eh, credit stuff bugs me. Bugs me a lot. So we're gonna finish this podcast off with. How about a rant to get Cyberpunk? I was not going to play Cyberpunk. I remember when it was announced. I was very excited for it, but that was in 2012. I was excited for a lot of things back then. Um, It's a different world. So so different. But I was um, I was excited for it. City project Project Red's good. Especially after I played The Witcher 3, I was like, man, I'm even more excited. Um, got less and less excited as I saw how the company handled it. One of the things being trans representation, which the company se- does not really seem to understand what that means. Now, full disclosure, I'm not trans in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I don't have gender dysphoria in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I've always been pretty secure in my own uh, not just masculinity, but in the fact that I am a man. I'm manly always have been. I'm okay with my pronouns I've always been. there's a lot of things I'm not sure of a lot of things I'm not comfortable with. that is not one of them. So I'm an ally but not a wait wait a member <laughs> what you call, what'd you call it? member makes it sound like they got cards um, I guess, yeah, I guess member of the community. I'm a member of the LGBTQA plus, you know, the whole alphabet there. And it's not a joke. It's just when you have an abbreviation, it's usually supposed to abbreviate it. But it almost seems like it would be shorter if you just actually listed out all the things. But the all the letters have significance. It's just, if you get tongue-tied easily, it's just a mouthful to say. But I'm a member of them of them and being the uh the bi yes the the bi yeah more elusive and mysterious than the gay but i'm not trans in any way so i cannot speak to how they feel but as someone looking the outside and seeing trans friends react to this i can see that uh how cd project handled this wasn't great how they basically told people to shut up wasn't fun How they had employees make incredibly tasteless and offensive jokes at their expense. How they didn't fix any of the problems and actually doubled down on one of the fetishizations of trans people in the game and highlighted it and just went whole hog into it, Uh, it being a fake commercial in the game. And seem to not address it at all. Now, one of the cool things in this game, and this is cool, if you are a trans person, is you can play someone with whatever genitals they have. You can be a man with a vagina. You can be a girl with a dick. Doesn't matter. You can have the penis too. Um, <laughs> which is so stupid. Um, well, no. Are you not satisfied with regular old, old penis? Well, do I have a deal for you? Penis 2. No, and that is great. You can feel seen. You can actually make yourself in a game more than you ever could. However, I still say Saints Row did it better as you cannot have whatever voice you want. As a male or deeper sounding voice will always correspond to being a male. And a lighter female sounding voice will always correspond to being female. Though that's not how it works in the real, real world. Whether you're trans or not. There are people with much higher voices and feminine-sounding voices. There are people with much more masculine-sounding voices, whether they are trans or not. And the excuse for this is, well, other languages, you know, they, they're very gendered and you have to record a bunch of voice lines. To my response being, record the other fucking voice lines. You make them sit in a booth and go, uh, 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 all goddamn day. You couldn't make them read the same line, but with different gendered language. That's not that hard, man. And we know you got money. We saw how well The Witcher 3 sold. You ain't some indie studio. So don't give me that bullshit about language being hard. It just seemed like a lot of lack of care. Like, whenever they were given genuine criticism... They just didn't care. It was always a response of, we love queer people and we go to Pride and this and that. To which people would go, we don't care if you go to a fucking parade. We care about how you, about the representation. It's like saying you have black friends and then still continuing to be a piece of shit racist. Doesn't matter how many black friends you got if you're still racist. Now, a lot of this could be forgiven um maybe shrugged off right Except there's one particular issue and I'm not, i might haven't even talked about crunch yet and um by the way there's almost no video game developers that don't have some level of horrible 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 crunch crunch is an industry thing that we need to get rid of as a whole and one of the ways that we can seek to, ref- to re- reform it or get rid of it in some way is through unionization it's kind of the only way unionization or just straight up laws there's there's almost nothing we can do. Um, but there are very few of them. One of them being Supergiant, who has put in company policies to reduce crunch as much as possible, including forcing people to go the fuck home. Good on you guys. Like seriously, Hades was nominated for Game of the Year. And if your policy is no game with that treats employees poorly can win, uh, at least in crunch culture, then yes, that is your only Game of the Year contender. Um, straight up. Crunch is also worse than indie dev, as there is no one there to watch them, so people will quite literally work themselves to death. So with Supergiant, I'm actually very impressed. Um, but no, I'm not, I haven't talked about that. Crunch about, though, CD did lie about, straight up. Um, and then I got found out about it. So that's bullshit, and we shouldn't reward that. But when we look at the merits of art, it's like, Last of Us Two is my game of the year, and at one game of the year at various outlets, and I was very, very happy for it. Did have a history of crunch, and there's some bullshit that happened at that studio that needs to be investigated. People should be held accountable for that. The art as a whole is great. Now, if the game was evil, like it actually preached an evil message, I would absolutely be against it. And turns out, kinda, as a little it's based in part on the Israeli Palestine conflict. And presents it in kind of a bullshit manner, um, and I didn't know that till it was pointed out to me, and that has actually colored my view of the game. I still think it's a thought-provoking work of art that is legitimately amazing and deserves its Game of the Year. But that was the one legitimate criticism I saw about it that was like, "Oh fuck, that's actually dif- that that's real, that's that's legit." okay, we need to we need to examine that because that's um that's actually that can be hurtful. The only thing is is I played it and didn't see that because it's i i didn't see, I actually saw more of america america uh how America and uh the Iraq and Afghanistan wars were because that was my purview, but once researching it. Turns out, no, straight up, he based it off the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and the wolves and the scars being either side of that. And while one of them kind of makes sense as one is like a very fascistic military, a militarized group, which is the Israelis, which kind of makes sense because in real life they are fascistic and heavily militarized, and shit's getting worse over there. The Palestinians are not horrible, evil people who cut themselves up and <laughs> and kill trans people. Now, that being said, in the Middle East, there are people who do that. There are cultures who do that, whether they are involved in the Islamic faith, faith or not, that are very anti-LGBT, and so on and so forth. But to paint an entire people as such uh, in your game that's taking uh that's being inspired by the israeli-palestinian conflict is kind of fucked up because one is it could be the israelis as a government whereas the other is no this is the whole fucking entire group of people and even in the game it's like that so yeah there's some legitimate criticism there that makes that game fall with this we're not talking about that we're actually talking about actions of people and the representation and something that couldn't be perceived differently and how they treated they had anti-trans employees some of which were fired there is uh, anti-lgbt sentiment within cd Projekt, despite what they say and how do i know this one because i haven't handled this shit very well in their games but another very very important thing that people are failing to realize and it's because a lot of the reporting and a lot of the talking is happening in america City Project Red is located in Poland. Poland is currently going through a crisis. A legitimate crisis. Cities in Poland are being declared LGBT-free zones. There is a rising, rising tide of hate towards the gay community. Especially those who are trans, who have always gotten that hate more than gay people while gay people lesbians and bi people and everyone else will be more accept, have have been more accepted over time trans people have always been last so while you can have people who like oh i don't care about gay people i love gay people there are those people who feel that way and hate trans people there are gay people who hate and fear trans trans people It's another thing when they say they go to pride i don't give a shit Going to Pride is not the same thing as being an ally or loving trans people. The country is going through some shit. And CD Projekt may or may not have tied to some political parties and stuff like that. I don't know. None of that, none of that, not a lot of that's been confirmed. It's just some stuff that I've seen. But what has been confirmed is the country is going through an actual crisis that not a lot of people are talking about. And it's bad. It's really bad. The Nazis came back, except this time they didn't invade. They were voted in and welcomed with open arms. They're back in Poland. As history has shown, it's not so great when that happens. You no, know, things are really that bad. And um, it's scary out there for people in Poland. And I feel for them because shit's not so great in America either. But. America being so big, you can escape a lot of it. Poland's not that big. And, um... My thing is, is if you see problems within a company, right, you may be able to hand-wave them one way or the other, being like, well, it was just ignorance. Because sometimes it is legitimate ignorance. When you point out legitimate ignorance... If someone is legitimately ignorant and a good person, they go, oh, shit, my bad. They don't try to defend themselves. They go, oh, I didn't know. Okay, we'll change that. I will make up for that wrong. But it's like I used that, that uh, example of the, someone who said, well, I got black friends or whatever. If there was a game that got released that turned to be very controversial because it dealt with race in a very insensitive way, Right? but in some ways that could be seen as ignorant or naive, right? And you could, you could hand-wave them. You could. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean whether or not you should, but you could, right? As to be ignorant or uneducated. And then you found out that it was made by a team exclusively of white guys. All right? You can hand-wave it less... Or more, actually, because you can be like, well, that makes sense why they're ignorant to these issues because a team of white guys. They should have hired people of color, but I get it. A team of white guys probably doesn't know much. Found out that the studio was founded and located in rural Mississippi. Now you can't hand wave it anymore. You have to take that into account. You have no more excuses. Why does the location matter? Well, for those who don't know, rural Mississippi has a bit of a history. You <laughs> ever hear of a movie called Mississippi Burning? Did you ever hear about those kids that disappeared because they were just trying to register people to vote in the 60s? Well, that was the 60s. Shit's still happening today. People disappear in Mississippi. Mississippi is not a great place to be, especially if you're a person of color. Now, people of color live there, Been their home for forever. Doesn't mean it's a great place for them. At all. Um, When you find information like that, you go, well, okay, maybe we need to stop giving a bit of the doubt. Maybe there is some internalized racism there, if not overt racism. So when you find out that a company is doing some stuff that is transphobic as hell, and you find out they're in a country that is not just full of transphobes, but as putting transphobia into law, well, along with a rising tide of transphobia and hate, you can't hand wave it anymore. You have to go, some shit's going down, and when the company is refusing to do anything about it, maybe they're not so ignorant after all. Maybe the thing is, they just don't care. Maybe they're in line with the bad guys. And when they go, they say, that's not fair, right? That's not fair for the company, blah, blah, blah. Who gives a shit about the company? If the people want to get out in front of this and actually be better, then be better. If you want to... Separate yourselves from the evils in your government, then separate yourselves. you have, What do you have to fear? You have the money. You have the clout. You're not someone hiding away in their house that has to pretend to be friends with everybody just so they can make ends meet and provide for their family. I know that very well because it's shit that I do have to do. And even then I speak out. You're not that. You're an entire company. Worldwide famous company. You don't have that excuse. So what the fuck is going on you're either with them or against them so you, you have to draw that line in the sand and if you don't feel comfortable in your home country then get the fuck out of there because you have a privilege that many do not you can relocate you could relocate your studio to LA if you wanted to or San Francisco might be a little difficult right now because of the virus but you have the money to do so and you'd probably be welcome with open arms. In fact, it might be cheaper cheaper to run your studio in the States. If it came down to that, I would do it. If I had the money to do that to get away from shit, I would. I don't have a lot of the money. I don't have any of the money to do that. So, when I hear these excuses... um. They they just don't hold they don't hold water. And it kinda kinda makes me think that they don't actually care. And that saddens me because it's a company that I did admire for so long. Um and that's beside the fact that the game is broken. It should not have shipped the way it, it did. Um even on PC running top tier cards, it's not running well. I'm amazed it's gotten some high scores that it's had because I've watched it run on top tier PCs and it does not look great. And that's excluding the fact that it was not ready for console release at all. And there is no next-gen release. No matter what you play it on, it runs like shit. The best, place, the best way to play it is with a 3090. How many of those are floating around right now? How many people can afford that right now? Not many. So you want to play it on the console? Well, one, don't, because it doesn't work. And they knew about it and they've admitted to it and they put out a broken game and charged you for it anyway. In a lot of ways, it is worse than the Avengers because I've seen it. Avengers, I played all of the Avengers and while it was broken there was a lot of bullshit. It had a solid frame rate. <laughs> this doesn't. All that on top of the fact that for whatever reason they put in A almost one-to-one replica of a helmet that induces seizures and epileptics. Down to the color of light and pattern. A helmet which you have to put on in order to progress the story. There's no way to get around it. I don't know if this has been patched out yet or what. This can literally fucking kill people. I do not understand... Do not understand, not only how anyone thought that was a good idea, but how it got past QA. And I understand, QA can only do so much, right? They can find stuff, and they go, well, you can get rid of this, and the company can go, fuck you, I understand that. And apparently, Xbox and Sony allowed it to get through compliance. The game, even though in its broken state, because they were assured that it would be fixed by the time it released. The game has still not been fixed. So some heads are going to roll on this one because Sony and Xbox are pissed. PlayStation and Xbox are pissed. But what I do know is that in this game's current state, it would never be allowed on Nintendo platforms, even if the Switch was powerful to run it. To which my thing is, it's not even about power as the game is not optimized and is not finished. Let's say if there was a Switch Pro that could run top-of-the-tier ray tracing and 4K and all that bullshit, the game would never come out on it. Why? It's because Nintendo, and I'm surprised that the other manufacturers, not manufacturers, the other guys, don't have similar rules. I, I always thought that they did. But Nintendo has very, very, very strict rules when it comes to flashing lights. When um, it comes to epilepsy. Nintendo has an entire book, which they wrote, on how um, you can... Uh, Avoid causing seizures in people. In video games. And in media. In order for it to be approved to be on a Nintendo console for you to get on that damn store it has to meet this criteria. Down to showing you within tenths of a second how of what when a flashing light can hit here and here. And if it so if the lights are too fast, it fails. You have to fix it. Otherwise, it will not be allowed on, an, on a Nintendo platform. Because Nintendo, somehow, more than anyone, takes this shit very seriously. And everybody should take it very seriously. Because this shit will kill people. Epilepsy is not something to be fucked with. And here's the thing. A lot of people have epilepsy and don't know it. Nothing has been triggered yet. And the thing about this particular helmet, which is used very safely in a medical setting... Because you're in a medical setting with a doctor. So if you, you start having a seizure, the doctor's right there and they can get to you and you're fine. It's to see what can set off these seizures and what types of seizures they set off and so on and so forth. Because not everything is a grand mal seizure. You can have seizures without realizing them. Seizures that like cause you to black out. Seizures that basically give you an like, extreme brain fart. You just kind of forget how to talk. You, you, you lose track of time. Not everything is you falling on the floor and convulsing. So, people can be, can be playing this game already and have had multiple seizures and have not known it, but have caused themselves incredible amounts of damage. I'm upset. Because I cannot believe that this happened. I've been this upset since Incredibles 2. Like, because that was bad. But at least... You can do this, like it, you can you, you can know when it's coming, and there's a warning and everything, and you can close your eyes or whatever and everything, and you get a butt to tap your shoulder when it's over. All right, we're good. the The movie didn't stop and go. No, you have to watch this, or you don't get to the end of the movie. <laughs> That's what this game does, because apparently you have to do this in order to progress the story. To which, then fuck you. Um, this was found out when a reviewer at, I believe, was it for IGN or Eurogamer? Maybe even US Gamer, though they recently got shuttered, which is such bullshit. Um, one of the top tier outlets found out about this because she had epilepsy, has it, and the game caused her to go into a full-ass seizure. Then had to write a guide of how to play the game without basically killing yourself. This should not have been a thing. This should have been something that someone came up with an idea and they should have been called a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, 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 no, don't ever have that idea again. Don't draw it up. Don't write it down. Don't do anything. You get to go home and think about what you did. That's what you get to think about and why your suggestion is stupid. Because you could kill people, Tom. Go home. Have a drink. We'll talk about this in the morning. Instead, they went, no, it's not that great idea. Put it in the game, and God knows how much damage they've done. Thankfully, the game runs like shit on the things that are mostly available to people, so they probably haven't gotten that far yet. I just... I can't believe it. They had such little care for people. You could be an epileptic right now and not know it. Not everybody's sensitive to the same things, and not all of the, the cues for it happen all that often. And, it's, and, and he, when it comes to flashing lights, it's about the timing, how the lights flash, how bright they are. And Nintendo has been on top of that for a very long, very long time. Um, and I, I cannot believe that the other guys aren't because this should not have gotten past compliance. It should have been legal for it to get past compliance because, like I'm saying, it can kill people. It can straight up fucking kill people. And it was known before it got into people's hands. They I, I don't understand it. this above everything else should be the thing that ends the that ends the discussion. It's not up for game of the year. it's not for game of anything other than fuck you fix this. It shouldn't be done away with the patch This should go down in history as the stupidest fucking thing ever, and this is on top of a bunch of horrible decisions they've already made I honestly can't believe it so and thinking about that if they were dumb enough ignorant enough or just straight up didn't care enough to put something that to anyone with common sense could have could know oh yeah this would kill someone do you really think when it came to this other shit dealing with trans people that they are actually the caring people that we think they are or that people are trying to say they are because i don't think so I don't think people with actual compassion and empathy would, have, would do either. Let alone fuck up this bad one way. Like, this shows me they didn't give a shit either way. And I have absolutely no care to play the game. If it was given to me for free, maybe. Maybe then I would review it. But this makes me, this makes me sad for all the people that it could have hurt, for the people that it has hurt, for the trans fans of CD Projekt Red games who are hurt by this, for the trans people who will be hurt by the, the, the objectification and the fetishization the game keeps pushing and the horrible misconceptions that media like this keeps pushing, and for the epileptics who have, who have been hurt by it and may continue to be hurt by it if this thing doesn't get fixed right. It should be just pulled straight out of the game. It should not exist. I am upset because I care about people. And to see just blatant disregard for for human life upsets me to my core. And it upsets me more because it's about something that doesn't matter that much. It's a video game. And it can kill people. This isn't like violence in video games. This isn't some bullshit that people made up. This is an actual video game that can kill people. They made a Republican's wet dream. Like, I don't know how that's fucking possible. Just... I don't know. What I do know, is my voice is getting a little hoarse... And I have to make a trip to Houston soon. That's going to be fun. So I probably should end this now. But we only dropped 814 frames. That's .6 of all the frames. And the bitrate kept pretty steady. So that's great! Um, awesome. I bet Best Buy still hasn't dropped those Xboxes. <laughs> but whatever. We'll never know, I guess. But what I do know... So that's the end of the podcast so i hope you enjoyed this episode and all the other episodes and if you would like more content i stream every now and then usually saturdays and sundays also on tuesdays of uh, video games we just finished up spinner cell double agent so i don't know what i'm gonna move on to next uh, sometimes i stream Call of Duty multiplayer as well or whatever i feel like playing but for the everyday video content my lovely wife joe and i also put up da- videos daily monday through friday Currently playing through Alan Wake, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I got on a Call of Duty kick. And a bunch of other things that we're thinking about starting up. So we're having a lot of fun over in the channel. And as always, the podcast can be listened to anywhere podcasts can be heard. As well as live here on Twitch. And then the video can be viewed later on YouTube. On the channel, The Autistic Cowboy. And uh, that's me. Uh, That's everything I got. So anyway, God bless you all and I'll see you on the next one.